again, angels spend a lot of time leaping through windows. And uh, another fun way to fuck with angels, put clear colored bars on your windows. They just ah shit, man! All right, you go. I'm gonna go around the front. You go. We're gonna meet and we'll fight there. Fuck, we both hit that hard. Just get some safety glass, one of those sliding doors. Angels keep running up against it. Thump. Ah, Jesus! All right, we gotta get some stickers of angels to put on here. This is fucking gross. Or a cat. I don't know. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, or in the case of this week, kind of Christian-esque cinema. It is, too. I'm, I'm your host, <laughs> Noah Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. You know what's a great movie? What's that? Triple X3 Return of Xander Cage. <laughs> Just watched it again, because Dude. I own it. It's the best. And Patreons, of course, can hear us break that one down shortly after or before this episode goes While live. While sleeping on but... their Casper mattress. It's very comfortable. <laughs> so, and sitting 81 miles to my right, of course, is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Oh, I'm so good. This movie, this movie is like the first movie got my notes. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know what? Enough with the angels. Let's just really get into Walken's minutia with exactly. his scrappy sidekick. <laughs> and what a sidekick it is. So tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? We watched The Prophecy 2. Also known as Walk and Talk, the movie. <laughs> it's the story of a writer who bet someone that he could make a Christopher Walken filibuster get produced. And he won that bet. It's amazing. <laughs> and Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you loved the prophecy, but you hated all the plot that got in the way of the Christopher Walken goodness, you <laughs> will love this movie it's and just him. I do. I do <laughs> love this movie. I have been promised that the next one, even more Christopher Walken, even less. Plot. Well, I'll tell you what, you look at the cast like because this this movie, at least there are names you recognize in the cast. They're not you don't recognize them from the last movie or anything, but you recognize some of the names. But uh, <laughs> it's just going to be us next time. Nevertheless, he persisted, <laughs> but it's going to be great. All right. So somewhere out there, this some writer was handed this sequel. First movie was about an impending angel war. They sat down and said, what should we make the second movie about? And did not land on angel war. They, they, instead, they landed on Cherubic Terminator. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's a that's an adorable image. I wish. Just like, <laughs> give me your diaper. <laughs> All, right. All right. So I, I feel like walk-in performances are best measured in pauses. So how would you guys say he did, keeping in mind that the longer the pause between the words you say, the better he did. For example, I might say his performance, if I didn't like it, was unpleasant. <laughs> and I'm going to say, uh, Miles, wait for it. At the end of the episode, I'm going to say Davis. Miles, da <laughs> Miles Davis is the Christopher Walken of trumpet players. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Well, I thought he was really <laughs> moving on, moving on. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? 
Uh, I'm going to say best worst acknowledgement of what prophecy means. I mean, they do acknowledge it, but the problem is if a movie is about a, a prophecy, then most of the characters can't really give a fuck about trying at the end. So the climax is just like, yeah, man, whatever. No, like, it's do your thing. It's been prophecy. Nobody cares. You know? And that really kind of is how it ends in a lot of ways, but uh, not enough to make the name make sense. Eli, you got any best worsts for us? Can I go with best worst surprise actor? We will have a revelation as to who plays Michael in this movie. Uh, and the only way it could be more disappointing is if the Barney that dressed up for your fifth birthday turned out to be your dad's gay lover. <laughs> I don't see why that's bad necessarily. Yeah, I agree with Noah. All right, moving right along then. <laughs> What's wrong with homosexuality? Nothing. I love gay people. Well, why don't you talk? Why would you make that joke then? I just, <laughs> I don't know the the idea of like, oh no, dad's leaving. Well, maybe dad was unhappy. Wow, we're really digging in. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I like to think of our show as sort of a roast where nothing's uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> Eli's a homophobe. Um. <laughs> I, I was going to go with uh, best worst playing teen suicides for laughs. Challenge accepted, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> sure. No, you're the best best at this. But yeah, <laughs> no, look, I am a firm believer that teen suicide is fucking hilarious. But I know that there's a time and a place for making jokes. But it's useful as well. You know, if you can't handle the petty teenage bullshit, your adulthood has no room for you. Um, but there's also, but there's a, there's a time and a place for that. And the time is not when other people can hear you like now. So I'll move on. Yeah. The problem was timing with this <laughs> teen suicide joke that we're going to get ba -da -ba -ba -da -da. <laughs> dead, but it was the way they committed suicide. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I have been repairing episodes of 13 reasons why with yakety sacks. And I think you're going to love it. Patreon.com slash 13 Yankees. Well, obviously, we're all excited to revisit the cutting edge computer tech of the year after I got married. So we're going to keep the break brief. And when we come back, we'll break down all the belligerently edited leftovers that are the prophecy Two. So, uh, Heath, how's that assignment coming along? Um, assignment? Yeah, the, the travel stuff that I asked you about last week. Last week you asked me about? Stuff? Look, man, we've got we've got live shows coming up in New York City, Seattle, Salt Lake City, and we just added a show in Austin, Texas on September 22nd. Plus, we're going to be appearing at Skepticon in Sydney, Australia, November 17th and the 19th. People are flocking to scathingatheist.com for tour dates and links to buy tickets, and I'm putting links in the show notes and everything, but at this point, and, and after what happened with ReasonCon, I just don't want to wind up counting on Eli to arrange travel again. You know? Oh, yeah, that. Um. So, I, yeah, no, I took care of that a couple days ago. It's fine. Awesome. Awesome. So what did you do? Asked Eli to do it. Oh. I got it all worked out. Guys, check out my map. That's a treasure nope. hunt placemat from Long John Silvers. And Eli. you already did the maze? First of all, how many better ways could there be to get to Austin than on a cattle drive, right? Uh, at least at least hundreds. I imagine a lot. Okay, okay. Uh, how about this? For Seattle, I've bought three hoverboards. <laughs> okay, but what about Morgan? I figured I'd piggyback on yours. And well, then... Eli, why can't we just fly in airplanes like normal people? Uh, uh, okay, airplane request. Got it. Because part of the trip to Australia involves flying on an airplane. 
on? You said on weird, like wing walking? Is that That's what it's called. Yes. X. Awesome. Okay, good. I was worried no, you guys wouldn't have heard no. of it. No. All right. So, I mean, I like that. But what about Salt Lake City? Two words, four syllables, llama trying. I'll take care of travel, guys. Wait, hold on, hold on. Like, like a llama for the conductor? Because that sounds adorable, honestly. Right? No, yeah. I no, hope that's what no it is. llamas. I'm going to take care of it, and I'll make sure we have links to buy tickets for all five shows on the show notes and on the website after the after we post this episode. Okay. I mean, do you want to use my map? No, I do not. Well, can I do the connect the dots? Sure, but hey, word of warning: comic, real depressing. It's a that's, uh, that's a spot the differences, Eli. Oh, I thought it was like meaninglessness of Garfield's existence. You okay? My wife is gone. <laughs> it's cereal poison. <laughs> little, little bit. And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start this one off with the monastic version of the Kevin Spacey notebook opening from Seven, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird, weird start. It's just, it looks like some guy got, like, handed the book of Revelation to edit the day before the Bible was due. It's like, Steve, can you, like, fix this? It's tomorrow. You need it. We need it tomorrow. Doesn't make a lick of fucking sense He's just, as like, skimming is. through nonsense, crossing shit. Does that say mouth sword? I don't. <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to be here all night. All right, big angel fight. Angels are like, meow, 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 karate, karate. <laughs> I also like this movie starts with my gam viewing prayer. I always open up with these words. I say, dear God, blind my eyes to these visions and deafen my ears. First lines of this movie. They warn you. <laughs> See? Now, this is uh, this is Thomas from the last movie, the the hero. It's not that actor. All they no, do is show you the hands. Because <laughs> they apparently couldn't get... Elias, whatever the fuck his name was. Mm-hmm. Busy. It's amazing the extent of B-level actors they couldn't get for this movie uh, blew their budget on walking, clearly. Uh, Mr. But T, it- pity's the fool that will be in this film. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good project. It's just not for me. Oh. <laughs> so, and what we're learning here is that Thomas from the last movie became a monk and now sees visions of the end of the kingdom of heaven. And I just wrote Roman numerals behind the title. The sign of a quality direct-to-video film yeah, right there. Exactly. <laughs> and now we get uh, a quick angel eye view of a city as an establishing shot. And uh, we meet what's-her-name from the 80s. Oh. <laughs> and look, let's give credit where credit is due. This movie establishes shit in a hurry. It literally <laughs> oh, is a shot good. of her, a shot of her like nurse's badge a shot of the time and then it might as well cut to the editing room where some guy in headphones like mine is just like you get it you got it good movie exposition cam we get the pans to everything all this information they're also listening to like wexpo the exposition radio station here we are in san fernando california where a main character is listening to me in her car hey valerie her name's valerie might as well scan down her resume just like special skills foil satan in under 90 minutes (laughs) and then she hits a chinese guy with her car or mark Wahlberg throws a chinese guy in the car it's not clear what happens number one that's number one well yeah no okay so she's driving along heading to work checking her page or what all of a sudden an asian dude falls onto her car from nowhere and she is completely nonplussed by this. Not completely. She's inconvenienced, no doubt. I guess she's probably thinking, 
Yeah, it was probably a karate fight on a semi next to me. And this is, this is how they all end. You just never see this end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, look, I get it. I'm a New Yorker. If I run over a guy, I mean, it's an irritation. It's not world ending. Ugh. You know. <laughs> right. So she takes him to the ER, <laughs> which was where she was going. So you wonder if she just left him on the hood and just said, well, fuck it. If he makes it, I mean. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking you to the right place. <laughs> you lucked out. So now we cut back to that monastery where Thomas is freaking out and he's yelling, Gabriel's coming. And of course, they're trying to work around the fact that they don't have that actor. So we're just like people are talking to him through the door and shit. Oh, it is <laughs> so good. Also, little side note here. I forgot the word monastery while this scene was going on and it was boring. So my notes are as follows. People are going crazy at the monkery. Monk house? <laughs> Monk place. Monastery? <laughs> Got it. Monk, <laughs> monkery is actually a word. Oh, well, there you go. Awesome. <laughs> What's That's mean? something a Scrabble player thing, would basically. know. Yeah. So, yeah. So Thomas has made himself a good crazy room by covering all the walls and stuff. And it, it, it's so funny because they, they give you like eight or nine, you know, Bella Lugosi died while we were making this so we can't show the guy's face shots. But then they just show you the actor they got in his stead, who I have in my notes as Obi-Wan Keanu. Yeah. And he's he's got like all Bible pages and like yarn and push pins on the like he's tracking a serial killer with the Bible somehow. Yeah, right. Spoiler, it's God. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> he just spoiled all damn trilogy. So yeah, okay. So now back to the city we go. We just have to check in in on him, make sure everyone recognizes no, he's crazy as fuck. Um, but now we we wind up in an empty parking lot late at night where we learn that this movie also couldn't get Vigo Mortensen back. <laughs> we get vague uh, Bella Lugosi is dead devil shots of just like the devil being like sorry Gabriel heaven's not big enough for the both of us and he does that finger kiss thing by the way I don't know what test screening they did where the <laughs> finger kiss thing played well because they carried it into this movie they sure did apparently yeah. yeah and they replaced Vigo Mortensen also the guy whose biggest credit at this point was like a, a small role in Young Guns 2 yeah he he was like no guys I'm sorry so like what yeah. like eating a flower from the first one wasn't mean enough they were like alright let's have him eating a rose and spitting out thorns they're like no let's just get an actor to do it normal like a normal scene and he's cheaper Wanted to see him like wrestling Audrey too from Little Shop. Like, all right, that's that's a tough Satan flower situation. <laughs> so so he kisses his fingers and then the ground, and then we get a close-up shot of Centralia, Pennsylvania. Call forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is sideways. I, something I learned about recently. This so this is how we're learning about um uh or how we're getting Christopher Walken back into this movie. Because if you recall at the end of the last one, he died and went to hell. He was dragged to hell. By Satan himself. Well, Satan has just gotten bored with his company, apparently, and opens up a big crack in a parking lot to let him the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. And he crawls out all naked. He's covered in clay. It's it's a weird scene. I feel like Walken just showed up one day covered <laughs> in clay. They're like, hey, man, Jesus. what? A you know what? Doesn't matter. Just climb fuck out it. of this pit. We're going to do a scene with this. This is perfect. <laughs> I wanted the the car that's in the thing sinks into the lava and I wanted an all state agent to show up and just be like, uh oh, looks like someone kicked the angel Gabriel out of hell. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Lacey, we got your back. See, I was thinking about it <laughs> the other June. way. Like, does that car just wind up in hell? Like there's like 14 people just run the AC as high as you can. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
She's driving around, <laughs> hanging drinks out of the windows. <laughs> Some demon has to torture a car. Uh, this is fucking... Bo- uh, <laughs> <laughs> eh, eh, you will be owned by Heath and Wright. <laughs> for all eternity. Eventually you'll find a place to park, but only eventually. <laughs> he will change your oil when you run out of oil. <laughs> so- I change the oil very on... Whatever. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, I got the one that broke down anyway. So yeah, so this is Christopher Walken. He got to ha- get out of hell free card so he could be in this movie. And now we head back to the hospital where uh, Jennifer Beals, the the uh, Flashdance. Yeah, the hero mm. of this movie. Oh, God damn it. She just got better looking and better looking Remember? from Flashdance Flash to 98. Um, Nobody puts baby in a corner. Yeah, that's... Nope. Nope. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Bacon teaches a town to <laughs> dance again. You're thinking of step up to the streets. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. But so she's out there checking in on that, uh, that a- Asian dude that fell on her car. He has a weird mark on his neck, just like the angels in the last movie. Ooh, right. And she is definitely creeped out by his bedroom eye version of it's okay for hitting you with a car. She's like, oh, sorry about the uh, hitting you in my car. And he's like, no problem. Maybe I can hit you with something in return. And she's like, ah, <laughs> really just making sure you're not suing. But thank you. It's a weird advanced form of street harassment. Come to this hospital often. Can I get you a little paper cup with a pill in it? <laughs> No. <laughs> no. I can get you one, though. Be careful. Yeah. Um, and of course, weird. this whole time, perching high above them is Glenn Danzig. Oh, he ain't I hurting think. anybody. Do you have a name? I think, no, I think that's uh, the, the, the character, yeah, in the credits, but yeah, no, that's Danzig. <laughs> and if you don't know who that is, thank your mother for doing such a stellar job keeping you from walking his way, hearing his words. <laughs> What they mean, what they say, etc. And he's perching. Old people, by <laughs> Old the way, are, are laughing right now. My, this was music when we still allowed ugly people to play instruments. And yes, well, or, or sing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was the thinking man's Ozzy. Anyway, they're, they're not allowed to anymore. <laughs> no, they're not. You like to buy a guitar? No, lose eighty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, meanwhile, back in Thomas's crazy room. He's praying so much the candles just can't keep up with him. But no matter how much he asks God not to, God sends Christopher Walken to his room. Oh, and again, like we get maximum Walken in this movie where he just like walks around the room like, I don't like the carpet. It's. I wanted so, so badly a redesign the like monk apartment montage where just like him and just something white tile. I wanted to see him moving dirty plates around. Just like I'm trying to perch on this table. <laughs> this is gross. Wash it. Just wash it immediately. Why don't you wash the dishes right away? They dry, it dries up. You live alone. <laughs> this could be a loft. So, how do you feel about the phone? <laughs> so Gabriel wants he's there because Thomas is having these visions, um, and uh, Gabriel Christopher Walken's character needs to know who the girl in his visions are. He won't tell him, but of course 
Christopher Walken has Bernie powers, as we learned in the first one. I don't mean Bernie like as in like Bernie Sanders. I mean like he can burn people, make them Bernie. Mm. Those kind of powers. That's <laughs> true. Anyway, they, they skip the part where he's supposed to kiss him, though, but he tortures him trying to get this information about his vision. Yeah, I'm sure there's a deleted <laughs> scene where he went in for an awkward kiss and got denied <laughs> by a half-charred corpse. <laughs> he starts walking away. Fuck! Forgot to set up the snow angel thing. <laughs> ah, he's all he's already all melty. This, <laughs> is, this is on me. It's on me. <laughs> all right, so we, we go back to this the Asian angel dude, uh Daniel is the character's name. Um, and he's at the hospital impressing the kids with his perching powers. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> if you love this, you will Enjoy what Heath can do with a lighter. It's- <laughs> <laughs> I could put it on tables, balance it, all different. Why is this such a huge hit, though? Yeah, he's just balancing on, like, I can dance in any direction. Name a direction, kids. <laughs> east, south, east. Dancing east, south, east. What? I would like so to say weird. that in my notes, I bet all my worldly possessions that Heath... Tried to do some of this perching and harmed himself up in the lobby. <laughs> I might have had a job where I used to practice this sort of thing. There Whatever. were bangs. There were bangs. I wanted a kid no, to just get mad at him. Ow, are you okay? No. Do you want me to come up? No. You want me to send Loki up? Yes. yes. But yeah, I wanted a kid to just get mad at him. They're in a hospital with like dying kids. The kid just be like, hey man, I got fucking leukemia and I'm eight. Tell us a fucking joke or something. <laughs> yeah. You're bouncing on a chair? Jesus Nobody fucking Christ, cares. All that setup? Yeah. But now this is just to introduce us to this scene so that uh, the angel can ask Jennifer Beale's character, Val. They, they were so damn dead set on introducing this character and giving her a name. I might as well use it. Um, the angel asks Val out on on a date. And then we cut immediately to them walking after the date. Right. Just a tiny note. As he walks away from the kids to talk to her, he does the kiss fingers thing, which kind of ruins the whole, like, entertaining the children vibe. I'd be like, oh, cool. He's doing my, oh, nope. Kissy fingers. All right. This way. No one move. No one move. There we go. I was expecting him to catch on fire. (laughs) Only some angels, apparently. One kid in an oxygen mask just bursts into flame. Oh, fuck. fuck. Shit. 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 I got the right one, but still, I feel (laughs) bad. Spread out like a snow angel. (laughs) Please. You're making it weird. It's weird. So, okay. So now there's, there's something about this movie that I should probably point out. And I probably should have pointed it out right away. It's an hour and 20 minutes long, right? This very clearly was an hour and 50 minute movie where the Weinsteins just kind of went in and said, oh God, Jesus, cut out as much as you can and still make it make sense and then put it out. Cause it, it, and then cut a little more. Yeah. Well, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a feeling that the editor wasn't going to be able to, you know, didn't have a real, uh, uh, hand in whether or not this was going to make sense, but at least they cut everything they could. And I feel like a bunch was cut right here. Cause he's like, you want to go out on a date? And she's like, yeah. And he, then he, we cut to the next scene and he's like, so we went out on a date and she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about that date of ours? It was great. You want to fuck? I do. I yep. do. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Well, and when you see the tiny little snippet of dialogue that we do get between the two of them, you can see why they cut out every fucking thing they could. Yeah, they're walking home from a date. He's like, so uh, what do you think is the point of baby cancer? <laughs> like, she's like, a uh, job creator? I'm a nurse there? 
I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, we also learned the CBO score. Right? <laughs> Good year for me, huh? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Seriously. Like oh, Eli took a driver's test as a national program. <laughs> <laughs> you can use your uh, piggy bank savings health account. Yeah, no. Pay for your baby cancer. <laughs> and then also, like, she starts, they start talking about her ex-husband and why they got divorced. And her first thing, like her first complaint is, well, you know, he watched cops an awful lot. And I'm like, you divorced him for watching cops? But then she's like, and then he left. And I'm like, oh, because you were less interesting than cops? I get it. I mean, to be fair, everyone is less interesting than cops. Have you seen cops? It, <laughs> it's just paid soldiers beating up poor people <laughs> Do you like because cops? of rules we made up. Do you like the show cops? How, do you not like the show cops? Are you serious? Right we you can never make fun of Neapolitan ice cream. You 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 could Literally? never make fun of anyone for being lowbrow again. No no no. Bro, I'm just saying. Cops is the snobbiest show in the world. Oh, Most oh people is it? I think it's a low class show, but it's literally just a show about the rich beating up the poor for arbitrary <laughs> rules we made up. It's like, hey man, you can't have that no, propane tank there. I don't understand why I can't have this propane tank here. Punch, punch, punch. I never did that. <laughs> It's the best. It is literally the Coliseum. It's the literal American Coliseum. Like, we point cameras at it, but we just send in our lions, armed people, to go over and be like, you can't park your car there. Fight me. Punch, punch, punch. I never parked my car there. I swear to God. I swear to God, I would never lie to you. I'm a drug addict. It's the best. I don't think we've watched the cops? same episodes. We've watched different episodes is what it is. Because Early I was like, Cops. I will, Early Cops. The good seasons, I guess. <laughs> I was talking about. will put a Patreon goal up right now at the end of this recording for us to do <laughs> god-awful Cops episodes. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Please, no one go to that or do that. Patreon.com. Um, so, god-awful. So, yeah. So, so she left. She left her. Her husband left her for disagreeing uh, with Eli about how awesome Cops was. And the angel that she's dating goes, he was a fool, and then grabs her like aggressively by the chin. And she seems to simultaneously be trying to get away and gushing like Niagara in this scene. She plays it really weird, super uncomfortable. Yeah, really. Like he grabs her by the shoulder and the, she has like a shoulder clit and she's like totally into it. It's really weird. I do like her teeth, though. She has nice. I like her teeth. I like her everything. I like a lot of her stuff. Yeah, no, she's, like a lot of she's got a lot of good stuff yeah. there. Um. So yeah, and so now we get an angel fuck scene, um, and in the weirdest yeah. position you could possibly yeah. choose. <laughs> How do people fuck uh, on their knees, facing each standing other, standing up, facing each other? Right. Just, where do I push it? <laughs> I put it in your too, belly button. Are we? We're not the same exact height. This is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> And also, he is all but winking at the camera during this sex scene. He's like, ah, I'm making out with Jennifer Beals and getting paid for it, guys. How about that? And oh, yeah. he does some weird, like, wrestling style stuff. Like, I get, like, all right, let's get a little playful, maybe, like, do a little wrestle. But, like, he does, like, like, w, like he's going to do a suplex or, like, a people's <laughs> elbow. It feels like that's about to happen. It's really weird. He just bends over backwards, slams her into the bed. Three points! Yeah! <laughs> He's just like grabbing her chin. Boston Crab! All right, all right, all right. This is, uh, we're too far. Too far. It's not playful. He's raw dogging it. You know he's raw dogging it because it's the 90s <laughs> and condoms are dumb in equal proportions. 
Don't use condoms. If there's anything we want you to take away in this last seven episodes of our show, (laughs) condoms are dumb. Also, also there's this weird, like, while they're fucking where he stops and he goes like, do you accept me? Um, Just kind of not cool. Who told about my sex life? (laughs) Do you accept me? Do you actually listen to my show? It's a whole thing. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, and then she has weird, creepy angel visions while they fuck. That's a good orgasm. When you see an angel battle, that (laughs) is some end trainer level stuff. Yeah, you come back for that. There's a guy who's into butt stuff who just liked that joke, but he's upset now. (laughs) He knows what I meant, and he knows I know him. (laughs) How's your commute going, Alan? (laughs) (laughs) Look behind you! So... I'm not there. But do look blind. You never know. So now it's it's late that night and grandma comes in. Nana comes in, uh, you know, going, Valerie, Valerie. And while she's doing that, the angel is perching over top of her as though waiting for an opportunity to Superman her. (laughs) Weird perching on the head. Like it's a turnbuckle. Like again, like he's about to do like a big leg drop. Right. All right. Right, but grandma comes in and like sees that she's in an obvious fuck coma and she's like, oh, someone gave my granddaughter a solid dicking. Best leave her alone. Well, <laughs> Don't <not> forget to <laughs> pee. Quickly. <laughs> no, not quickly. She's not like, oh, let me go. She's like, oh, looks like someone gave her a solid dicking. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, all yeah. right, click. Mom's, it's mom's stared bank. a little too long. Like, yeah. She had a thought. And it went away, but she she had a thought. <laughs> also, like, she can see that the old lady can see that she got railed, but she's laying alone in bed. So I wanted to cut to a scene of the old lady looking for her power tool while she was at work the next day. I know you're <laughs> in here somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, but the angel ducked out right before the lady showed up and he went to a warehouse where Danzig was. Right. And Danzig is like, is it done? And he goes, it's done. And I wanted them so badly to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Angel high five. But instead, Danzig is mad because he took so long to close. Yeah. Like, you should have negged her. What are you doing, man? <laughs> Me and Heath are offering a PUA class at the Y. Oh, if anyone <laughs> it's called Patience is a Virtue. <laughs> You could play a lady cop in like 10 years. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Exactly. Crazy. I don't like the phone. (laughs) So while they're arguing about whether he should have fucked her quicker or raped her or what, suddenly attack angels show up. And remember in that, that really cool scene from Prophecy 1 where like, you know, Eric Stoltz has to jump at the angel just as he's leaping through his window and shit. Well, they decided to do that like 14 times in this movie because it was so awesome. And this is the first of those. Yeah. Again, it's like someone translated all of the positive feedback they got from Prophecy 1 into Thai and then had someone who speaks a little bit of Thai read it back to them because there's just a tremendous amount of window jumping. <laughs> yes, it's... <laughs> Yeah, and, and where it makes no goddamn sense. Well, not that window jumping usually makes sense. But yeah, so we had two angels in the warehouse. So now two bad angel, good other angels show up to fight them. 
Both of these fights will be entirely shove-based, by the way. Yeah, lots of shoving, with camera work done by an old woman falling downstairs? Apparently, apparently. yes. <laughs> My hip! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we'll take that GoPro and use it for prophecy, too. All right. <laughs> Can I blame McDonald's? Yeah, sure. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> also, we get a little bit of roof chasing, a little crouching angel hidden Danzig there, and some knife killing and heart pulling. Also, mm -hmm. um, do I have this right? Is there a white Rasta girl in a tub? Just watching one of the fights? In the alley. There's a, tub a tub in, in the, the alley. alley. And she's like, oh, just fighting in my alley, sticking my head out to watch this angel fight out of my tub. What? I want her to be like, oh, you know, I just found this fucking place. This neighborhood's going to shit. This neighborhood's going to shit. I, I've been here for years, and it was really nice when I moved in, mostly gays and Hispanics, but now angels are pulling, e pulling each other's hearts out every night. It's I gotta move to Brooklyn. Yeah, well, then she she runs away at one point, and I wanted to like see what happened. Like she just like runs to the next alley and jumps in a tub, starts telling this great story to another alley <laughs> so, tub person. Well, also, yeah, like because you assume that like this meant something or something, right? Like like you expect to see this character again in the movie, and for there to have been some reason why a chick with dreads was in a bathtub during this fight, but no. And also, she sticks around and watches the whole thing. And like when he pulls the angel's heart out at the very end, she's like, oh, okay, I don't want to fuck him as much now. Too far for me. Too yeah. far for me. And I'm a white girl with dreads. So that is saying a lot. <laughs> That's pretty fucking far. <laughs> and meanwhile, while this fight's going on, Walken arrives at the warehouse. They just jump, jumped out of sniffing around like Bugs Bunny or something. Oh, so good. <laughs> so at the end of the fight, Walken like descends and and wins against Ban no one's heard of but Noah and he gives him the backbreaker <laughs> and just yeah. want to throw this out there if any movie producers are listening Christopher Walken as Bane best <laughs> idea <laughs> and only then do you have my permission to die oh Wait, couldn't have been worse yeah <laughs> So he breaks band guys back, right? And then Daniel, the Asian angel who does all the balancing, he's like, he's like, ah, you should come back to me because apparently you were on my side at one point. Although we will never talk about that except for right now. And Daniel's, <laughs> Daniel's like, no, you know Mark Wahlberg. I'm afraid. And he runs away. <laughs> and Walken tur turns Dude. to the camera and goes, Kids. Kids. And I was yeah. like, if Christopher Walken sings kids from Bye Bye Birdie, I will love this movie forever. Just talks through it like Russell Crowe doing Jean Valjean. Yes. Just, what's the matter with kids these days? Come on. Noisy, crazy, dirty, lazy, loafers. loafers. Now we're on the subject. While we're on the subject, kids. Me and Heath's two man production of Bye Bye Birdie. That was my senior. Like, I should let you guys go the whole way with this. At least part of me was sitting there going, no, I don't get it yet. A little bit more, a little bit more. So, yeah, so the, the Daniel escapes, the, the angel that fucked her. Um, and so then he turns and pulls Danzig's heart out. And I'm like, well, there, that's, that's all the him we're going to get in this movie. And now he's off to the dry cleaner because he sniffed out a dry cleaning ticket when he was in the warehouse and is now following that clue. <laughs> that is the best. 
beginning of the scene, he shows up at the dry cleaner and he gives the longest pause before he says hi. Yeah, right. Just, the other actor is terrified for like 30 <laughs> seconds. He's shaking while walking just stares at him. And then he's like, hi, like, <laughs> hello today. He, like, he always talks like David Cross on acid. That's what Christopher Walken, I think that's like part of his thing. Also, a uh, movie about angels, least realistic thing in it, white owned dry cleaners. Let's be real, people. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so he, he goes to this, the guy who's running the dry cleaner, and he's like, hey, I got this ticket. Tell me where the person lives who brought this in. And the guy's like, no, no I can't. No. And so he uses his dark city hush powers to knock him unconscious. But Christopher Walken doesn't know how to computer. He's an angel. Also, this computer is from the 1400s. I am so happy that this was a choice they made for this movie. It's like Christopher (laughs) Walken's character's weakness is he doesn't know how things work. Yes. In this very serious, very gory movie about murdering a woman before she gives birth to a neophyte. It's like, oh, Windows 95, we meet again. (laughs) Wait, it's DOS. It's yeah, way yeah. earlier than that. Yeah, and it, the, he tries to eventually use the computer himself, and it starts quacking. It at makes him? dunk noises. Why was it quacking? What? Who does that? There's and definitely a cutscene with Walken just quacking back at the computer <laughs> angrily. Quack. I would give anything for that cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter with quacks these days? <laughs> so now we check in on Jennifer Beals, whose whose granny is. Now, okay, so she's waking up the day after fucking this angel, and she has pregnancy aches. She's angel pregnant. Well, she's got, like, full-blown AIDS the next well, day. That it's too. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and so her and her, her nana, her grandma uh, that lives with her, start arguing over whether or not grandma's going to cook her eggs, because you need eggs when you're pregnant, I guess. And, like, they get, this gets angry. Like, she starts, nana's so pissed, she starts yelling in Spanish, throwing shit around. Yeah, Grandma gets weirdly angry about the egg. Like, it looks like she's about to, like, hold down the daughter and, like, spit raw eggs into her mouth like Big Brother. <laughs> like a bird. So, yeah, so she heads to see, uh, the Valerie heads to see the doctor. And sure enough, she is pregnant. Grandma was right. And she's like, I've only been with one man. And that was just a couple of days ago. And I'm like, wow, that's a shame for Everyone involved, Valerie and all the men, men, and all the lesbians, and yeah, wow. She's not just pregnant; she's in her (laughs) second trimester. So what? (laughs) Apparently, he shot a fetus out of his dick into her womb. The ultrasound is just Kim Jong Un doing a thumbs up right at you. (laughs) Look at that. Day two. No way. Yeah, Angels but, just have balls full of Carly Fiorina videos, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah they, they just fuck you straight past the abortion laws into the second trimester. You can't do anything about and it. And that must be it, yeah. So, okay, so now we cut to two new characters in a parking lot so that we can have fun with teen suicide. Okay, now wait a second. The characters in this are the guy from Buffy, uh, who my generation will remember, and Brittany Murphy. Yep. And that is very uncomfortable because Brittany Murphy is dead now. Mm-hmm. So we're about to watch Brittany. Like, it was, this was too soon. The only way this could have been more too soon is if, like, it was an Ariana Grande concert inside the car with the kid from Buffy. Dude, it was a whole. Fuck. Yeah, it was. It, Jesus. Well, yeah, okay. So now, first thing you got to know about, <laughs> about these characters is they have drug eyes, you know, because 
let's let's face it, Brittany Murphy pulled off the drug guys something uh, fierce, and they've decided to kill themselves together by driving their car into a wall. That's <laughs> but it's like twenty feet away. Well, yeah, right, right. So you could you get up to like a, five miles an hour. Yeah, there's no way you're killing yourself on this wall. <laughs> Now that would actually have been pretty fucking funny, right? If you want to make teen suicide jokes, they hit the car, the the wall at like fourteen miles an hour, and they're like, "Fuck, Dad's gonna be pissed," <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, but so she spray painted graffiti about him on the wall, and they left a note. Now they're gonna murder suicide together. Maybe it was a whiplash pack. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Um. So and of course, this whole time, Christopher Walken is impatiently waiting for these teens to kill themselves so he can get oh a lackey. God. It's He's incredible. Just watching. It's He's a, literally watching and commenting the way I was on this movie, just like, oh, hurry up. <laughs> Places to be. What it feels like to be Anna. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, after this horribly inefficient suicide attempt, the, the dude dies, but the teen girl, on the other hand, is Brittany Murphy. So, she dies, too, but not in this movie. Just... She's in critical condition. So, yeah. Christopher Walken wakes her up and most of the rest of this movie will be a Brittany Murphy, Christopher Walken, buddy comedy. <laughs> it will be. It, yeah, no. <laughs> a, a, an enormous amount of the rest remaining <laughs> Again, film. Prophecy writers just did not make this movie about the things they needed to make it about. Last time I would have watched a buddy comedy with Christopher Walken and his undead buddy. This time I would have watched a buddy comedy with Christopher Walken and his undead buddy. They're moving in the right direction is what I'm saying. Positive yeah. reinforcement. Yeah, no, no. I got a lot of hope for number three here. So, okay. So now we have to get another angel autopsy because that was another cool part of the first one that they're trying to revisit here. And the only other non-Christopher Walken actor they could get back was the guy who played the coroner. Mm -hmm. So we take advantage of that. So the cops have drug Valerie in to look at the dead angel bodies because they know she fucked the dude once. How? Seems, How do they know well, that? Well, no, they found his the re the receipt, the laundry. She got laundry done for him while oh, he was the in the bracelet. hospital. Right. They found the hospital, the hospital bracelet, bracelet at yeah. the scene. Okay, so they know that she was a nurse when he got... Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now it makes sense. <laughs> Great we job, have writers. To every nurse in this hospital. <laughs> we are bad cops. I feel like we didn't have to bring each one down to see these dead heart pulled bodies, but uh, I mean, they look awesome, right? Doesn't it all look like a, a rubber doll that we repurposed from the first one? Um, and of course, this dead guy also has a weird angel tattoo. Very mm -hmm. important that we see that. And that's when the coroner from the last movie shows up and he's like, Val, come here. I need to exposit at you. It's so weird. Who do they think is going to be watching the Prophecy 2 that didn't see the Prophecy 1? <laughs> Were they hoping that this would not hurt their box office set? What is the point of a summary? I mean, I know this is a little bit of a sequel problem, but like 40 minutes into the movie, they're like, oh, and by the way, here's the plot of the first one. Yeah. So well, that this movie will make sense? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, but also, like, the conversation doesn't make any sense because the coroner's like, hey, I know exactly what it is. This is a dead angel. I know dead angels when I see one. My buddy Thomas knew all about dead angels, but he burned to death in act one. And she's like, why did you tell me any of this? And she's like, forget I ever told you any of this. She's like, yeah, but why? And then he leaves. <laughs> That's the conversation. No more movies for me. Bye-bye. <laughs> 
And then just, uh, again, to point out all these beautiful, delicious moments in this movie that don't make sense, she looks back at the body and gets a nosebleed. That will never come back. No. No. <laughs> no. I, I wrote my notes like pregnant angel fetus nosebleed, that is. And <laughs> sure. That's just, she just got a real nosebleed and they're like, all right, well, you guys crushed that scene. So creepy. we're keeping that. So you have been standing around Christopher walking for a while. It tends to happen. So now we cut. Like when you make a great Ariana Grande joke and Heath doesn't laugh with the right timing. <laughs> oh, man. So it ends up having to be cut from the episode. It's like that. Did your nosebleed when that happened? So <laughs> now we. Uh, split. Now we're going to cut to a coroner's van where they're loading up the angel bodies and. Seawalks comes out to chat with the coroner. Uh, but not really. He's just like, hey, Joe. And then he blows up the van. Yeah, he does the kiss finger fire explodey thing. Yeah. As the van walks by. Walk-in would be the best Walmart greeter ever. No. How shit. happy would you be if you walked to Walmart and it was just walking, talking to everyone? I, I would no. go more often than I already do, which is <laughs> often. <laughs> I go to laugh at poor people. Also, I <laughs> I buy things and then I throw them in the garbage in front of them. Like if they're buying a thing, I buy it and then I throw it out. <laughs> also, tell we, another Ariana Grande joke. Let's yeah, get everybody back. Yeah, exactly. Let's make it tasteful. Also, <laughs> can we can we give some kudos to this awesome coroner van driver guy who finishes loading up the uh, van and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm finishing my sandwich. These dead bodies can just sit <laughs> it's here. So good, yeah. He clearly ate a few bites of his sandwich, loaded a few corpses, and went back to have the rest of the sandwich. It's awesome. Yeah. They're not getting any dinner. But priorities, man. Probably priorities. drink scotch at perfectly reasonable times also. <laughs> so, people give him shit for that, too. So, okay, so now Jennifer Beals has to drive to the mission where Thomas burned up in, earlier in the movie because they couldn't get the actor. Um, and this is where she chats up this old monk. Uh, yeah. Jedi Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> and I love it. Okay, this is just such a stupid movie thing that they do. It's like they start this conversation with the two of them walking out and the, the old monk is going, and I don't really know what else I could tell you about him. And she goes, hmm, he was a detective once, right? So we're supposed to believe that we went so far through the conversation that this guy was chatted out without ever mentioning that, oh yeah, he was a cop? Well, to be fair, there was like 40 cut minutes of like a good girthy, you know, why? Like a, <laughs> like a Coke can. Sorry, did you want to know about his job or life or anything? No, no, I'm actually, now that you're, uh, I'll stick monk. with this. Like, this so, is, this is a house for gay guys. That's what this yes. is. It's like an echo dot. <laughs> So she's basically like, uh, so uh, could you maybe tell me any of his dirty little secrets? And the monk's like, uh, well, that would move the plot along nicely now, wouldn't it? Come on upstairs. She shows him the angelic script, at, but it looks like a bad number three. And I wanted him so badly to be like, that's a number three, but you did it wrong. It's only got <laughs> two bumps. You got to imagine a camel. That's how I picture it, is that you're drawing a camel. But what he actually standing. says is like, oh. That means angel with a huge dick. Did, did you get fucked in the fallopian tube anytime recently? <laughs> I did get fucked in the fallopian tube. So glad I came here. This is useful information. Yeah. From you. So he takes her upstairs and he gives uh, her Thomas's old angel diary where he kept all his crazy person's scribblings. Right. He pops in a VHS of Prophecy One. Yeah. Now it'll all make sense. 
Yeah, and she's like, well, what did Thomas think was going to happen? And he's like, well, Thomas believed there was going to be a whole trilogy worth of theatrical releases, but uh, no. <laughs> and it, he says, just a little moment here, she goes, well, what if the good side wins? And he says something in Latin, but it's super weirdly conjugated. I don't know. I listened to it at the time. I didn't actually write down the words, but it translates to then ash from heaven to burn to cover ground. Really? Like, they didn't bother doing the full Latin here. They just went with, like, weirdly conjugated standard verbs. It's very strange. He's like, oh. Fuck this movie and its bullshit conjugation of Latin. (laughs) Did you study Latin? Yeah, a little bit. Because I'm pretty sure he said al dente at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Was there a prophecy about pasta being firm in any part of the Bible? I feel like that's... I don't want to tell you because I'm worried we're going to destroy our jobs if you learn about all the pasta-related <laughs> prophecies in Christianity. <laughs> this could be he'd see the light moment, and I'm not yeah, really sure. right, right. <laughs> Raw man. Um, so, yeah, and this is also where we start talking about the Nephilim, which Eli earlier identified it as a neophyte. But um, this is where we learn that like part of Thomas's crazy man prophecies were about a, a, an angel woman human hybrid that was going to be born when an angel fucked a human didn't you just say you got fucked by an angel yeah i did this is so (laughs) weird so glad i came here guys you you read the bible closely aren't the nephilim they're giants right well the, the the word is generally translated as giant yes um, the the bible doesn't specifically identify them as giants it does more or less identify them as the children of angel men and human women no well but it strongly implies that they're giants, giants and yes. like super strong and super warriors and shit well i was really excited for like a giant baby movie you know like a, like a look who's talking three bringing up baby combination with christopher walken i mean oh, doing the voice we don't know what three has to offer yet we don't know don't that's not what we're getting this big <laughs> So, yeah, so she realizes that she's going to have a giant slide out her vag, so she's not super happy. Well, doctor, I, I want to set up a C-section. <laughs> like, now-ish? So, yeah. All right, so now Gabriel takes Suicide Girl to the dry cleaner to find stuff on the ancient computer for him. Yeah, he, he needed her just to do computers and drive, I guess. Those are the two things yeah. he can't do. Mm-hmm. Anything with the word driver, and he can't do it, I guess. Well, that's, that's, that's what's going on. Also, can you golf for me? Um, <laughs> oh, I was going to say, if the next movie takes place at a golf course, we'll know. Yeah. So, All right, Brittany Murphy, wake up. <laughs> no, don't use a three-wood. Look how far away we are. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so now they find... Okay, so first of all, I want to point out just how stupid this plan was, right? Because Christopher Walken could have just like woke the guy back up and did the Bernie thing until he showed him how to use the computer. I feel like the guy at the dry cleaner would not take a lot of hellfire before he gave up the address. Um, but instead he goes, finds a suicidal teen. And I, you know, it's worth it to go find Brittany Murphy. Sure. But I don't think that's what he had in mind anyway. So now he's figured out where Valerie lives. We get her coming home, but uh Oh, the door's already open. Maybe something creepy is going to happen behind that door. Oh, and I just want to acknowledge that her outfit in this scene is phenomenal. 1990s at its best. Pants so high, you can wear them as a sweater. <laughs> Did the waists move <laughs> over what, time? 
What was it like when all women grew hips in between their feet and their <laughs> necks? Noah, what was that day like? Did you all get together? She rocked it. I'm just, I'm just going to say, I mean, yeah. you can make fun of yeah. it all you want. She looked pretty good. Doesn't really matter what she's it, wearing. So, yeah. So, yeah, so she comes in, and of course, there's the pop scare. What, what's grandma watching? QVC. She's going to waste a ton of money. Terrifying. I get it. I wanted so badly for Christopher Walken to be sitting next to grandma, like shitting on QVC. Like, no, this this is classic MLM. They're just driving up the prices based on nobody's calling. There's three callers in an hour. They're making all of this up. This is not most of their sales are online. (laughs) This isn't nice jewelry. It's just a nice camera. It'll be the same price in 10 minutes. That's a lie. <laughs> so, um, so Heath has bought a lot of knives. <laughs> Heath has bought a sufficient collection of knives. We didn't all learn it the easy way. <laughs> but instead of watching QVC with Nana, he is perching over her dead body. Now, it takes a long time for Jennifer Bills to realize that that's a dead body sitting there. So apparently that's just, you know, Nana sleeps like a vampire normally. Also, Are you by a the way, doll, Nana? by the way i feel like you could keep angels out of your room by just having no furniture they just like pace around feeling awkward without a perch like man nothing or you you just keep setting up dominoes like in a little stack (laughs) oh i've been here for 34 (laughs) minutes and i gotta tell you i'm having a terrible time (laughs) (laughs) are you a little doll nana (laughs) So, all right. So, Walken oh, says, Domino's yeah. jokes he likes. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Ted, are... teenagers are too far. You know how many people die from falling each yeah. year, Heath? This is a, a normal line. I have a perfectly <laughs> normal line. I'm pretty sure. Everybody think about it. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> you so are anyway, not so... going to like our Patreon survey that I'm putting out tomorrow. <laughs> What's funnier? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to like it either. Um, so, all right. So walking, she comes in, walking, shoves the door closed behind her. He's like, yeah, I had to kill your grandma. It's, you know, it's just no, nothing personal. It's only business or whatever. Why? Like my immediate question in my notes is why, why did he have to kill Nana? There's nothing. It's not like Nana was going to give birth to the giant. It's just, there's no re he's like, it's not personal, except I only did this to upset you. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. So, yeah, he roughs her up a little bit. But just then, Daniel dives through the window and to save her, and she runs off. Again, Angel spent a lot of time leaping through windows. And uh, another fun way to fuck with angels, put clear colored bars on your windows. <gasps> They're just, ah, shit, <laughs> man. <laughs> All right, you go. I'm going to go around the front. You go. We're going to meet and we'll fight there. Fuck. We both hit that hard. <laughs> just get some safety glass, one of those sliding doors. Angels keep running up against it. Thump. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> All right, we got to get some stickers of angels to put on here. This is fucking gross. Or a cat. I don't know. <laughs> So, so so they get into a fight. Uh, Daniel and, and Gabriel get into a fight. Um, she runs off. Gabe impales him on a bedpost. He could rip uh, his heart out now, but he doesn't because they need him still for act three. Yeah, oh, by the way, this same thing happened to Sugar Ray. I'm pretty sure that's where that song comes from. 
Every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner of my <laughs> grandma's four-post bed. Oh, there you Nobody. go. Uh, no. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, that's a song back when African-Americans did songs. <laughs> I feel like they still do. Sugar Ray is all the way white. Sugar Ray is white? <laughs> I Extremely white. I don't know who that is, so I don't know <laughs> what that is. But you said Sugar Ray. I figure, really? I, no, you know, I'm with you. I did. I have a white guy named Sugar Ray. You're saying that guy walked out at his first concert and everyone was <laughs> well, like, I think "Yep, the, that's what I expected." I think the band is called Sugar Ray, and there's a very clearly white guy with like whitish hair in his name. Oh, yeah. So now we're changing the rules around. <laughs> <laughs> so. The important thing, though, is that Gabe goes off to chase the chick and then the Asian impaled angel dude also goes off to chase Gabriel. So everybody's chasing everybody. Right. And and Lady here, Rosales, decides not to, like, run normally. She decides to, like, parkour away from Christopher Walken and Brittany Murphy. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Right. Brittany Murphy, of course, is the getaway driver. Yeah, and so she leaves that. Where's the best place to go when somebody's trying to kill you? And she was like, dark alleyway. Perfect. <laughs> she ran to a dark. Wait, this one's too. I want one the width of one car. Exactly. Yeah, right. Here we go. That, yeah, All right, exactly. I'm going to walk down this. Yeah. So surprise, surprise. They try to run her down and she has to jump over a fence. And then there's a scary dog. But then they run over the dog, too, I guess. I don't know. Uh, through this whole scene, she's like consistently outrunning a car. Is that like yep. a Nephilim pregnancy power that she gets? Ooh, yeah, you know. I hope so. I mean, to be fair, this was the 90s, so I'm not sure how fast cars were capable of going at It was this point. faster than pregnant ladies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure on that one. So I uh, am a skeptic. I say we <laughs> test it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so apparently now they, after the third dark alley that she runs into, she finds one that doesn't have, that's like a dead end. Why are... Why are there alleys with dead ends? Like, what would what, be the point? Why would a city build a large concrete <laughs> rape trap like that? Like, yes, what are you no doing? Shit. <laughs> and of course, Brittany Murphy's driving the car. She's like, "Oh, you didn't say I was gonna have to run over pregnant ladies." And he's like, "Yeah, you do." And she's like, "Oh, all right. Well, I guess I have to run over pregnant ladies now." But luckily, just before she gets run over, Valerie leaps up in the air and holds onto the barbed wire or something and is okay. Or something. Yeah. This scene was pretty boring, except for Christopher Walken's lines, which we're going to get to in a second. So I uh, <laughs> forgot what barbed wire was called. So my notes here are thorn wire, sharp wire, <laughs> barbed wire. I Googled it. Guys, I know what like three things are called. <laughs> she made it. Yeah, no, she was fine. She was fine. Um, and okay, so then as she's walking, because because uh, Christopher Walken like flies out of the car at this point, like when they hit the wall, she, uh, the Brittany Murphy had her seatbelt on, he didn't, so he flies out of the car and, and is unconscious, so she manages to walk away, and just as she's walking out of the alley, Daniel is there, and like Jedi mind powers her to sleep again, yeah, or something, yeah, sleep, yeah. So she wakes up in a like locked in a church uh, right afterwards, and Daniel's there. She demands answers, kind of pissed about her dead but, granny, but, but like not that pissed. No, she's like she's mad about like a second trimester baby inside of her, a, a magical like roofie abduction, and dead grandma in the tone of like a medium angry text. <laughs> like, giant fetus, Jedi roofie trick, dead grandma, not cool. Text me back though. <laughs> so yeah, so. 
Daniel and Valerie are having their conversation and he's going like, yeah, it turns out I'm an angel. And even though she was seemed to be buying into this angel shit when the monk was telling her about it, when the guy actually says, no, I am an angel. She's like, bullshit. That's stupid. This movie's stupid. But then he decides to prove it by showing off his wings. But apparently they didn't have a wing budget. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what a weird place to skimp. Because <laughs> what happens is we see her face and we see the shadow of the wings. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which, which was very clearly someone with their hands, their palms pressed together just against the light being like, hey, <laughs> we had the money for Christopher Walken, but not some feathers. No? I bet they All had right. wings and Walken just kept taking them home. <laughs> I'm going to fly wings. today. Walker, you keep breaking them. You can't fly. Oh. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but remind me, when did Dogma come out? It was right around the same 99. time, right? 99. Okay, if you watch that movie, you watch the credits, you can see why we needed CGI. There are like 390 people listed as the people who did the wings, the angel wings for that movie. And they look oh, fucking yeah, terrible. Oh, yeah, they had to shoot them with the machine gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And apparently, yeah, it was a big thing and they couldn't afford it for direct the video shit. And since that is literally the best this movie is going to give us in terms of a suspenseful scene ending, I guess we're going to pause for a break there. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. It needs it. Will Christopher Walken get a free abortions here monologue? Will Brittany Murphy sit on Christopher Walken's lap? Will the movie save it stupid as stupid for the final two scenes? Yep. So stick around for the we have to wrap it up somehow conclusion of The Prophecy. Heath. Heath. Oh my God, Vigo Morrison. Nope, a, not uh, no. It's, it's me again. Oh, okay. That's really confusing, man. I, I know, I know. Sorry about that. So here's the thing: I I got Gabriel out of hell, and I need you to help Michael, the angel, turn him into a human. Uh, wait, into a human? What? Yeah, yeah, he's going to try to kill a lady who's going to give birth to a half-angel, half-baby giant, and I need you to help us out. By doing... I honestly don't know. Uh, I'm just saying, if you see Michael, uh, give him a... Okay, well, he has a picture. That's, that's a headshot of Eric Roberts. What? Nope, nope, that's just... Michael looks like Eric Roberts. Uh, seriously? God has the weirdest idea. I know, for, I know. Everybody... Are you going to help out or not? Yeah, uh, all right. I'm in. So y- you kicked him out of hell? Yeah. It was just like, oh, the fire. It's so fiery. <laughs> is that is that your Christopher Walken impression you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Fill your mouth with your mother's feces. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better walk. That's a better walk. Ow. <laughs> We're making soap. <laughs> oh, what happened? Eli, I need you to wake up and serve me. Oh, but didn't I just try to. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thanks. And And so now I'm. Yeah, for now. I mean,. Okay, I guess. What what do you need me to, like, do? Simple, simple. Stuff you're good at. Driving. Working with computers. <laughs> okay. You want me to check your spelling, too? Well, maybe. 
Wait, what? <laughs> Nothing. This is going to be great. Let's go. Got a bad feeling about this. Uh, you should have chosen that car accident guy. <laughs> and we're back for more of this shit we're going to rejoin the action with Brittany murphy chilling at the least appetizing diner on earth while seawalks chats with the cops outside <laughs> and Weird he's time. like amazed by the radio <laughs> i love that this movie went with a combination with an exact 50 50 split of encino man and angel <laughs> drama like, exactly <laughs> Yeah, half of this movie is is fucking Crocodile <laughs> Dundee not sure how the escalator works. Yeah, yeah. so he as he's talking to the cop, he hushes the cop with his Dark City powers and takes the radio so that they can hear when the cops find out <laughs> where the chick is. I really wanted Gabriel to get on the radio and then all the cops think that it's like a bit and they start doing their best walking accent back and forth. <laughs> would have been a cool little no, meta, I'm serious. I need your help. Yeah. Adam 12. And I just want to point out, because I've been to restaurants that are less than uh, stellar with Heath and Eli, and I feel like the way that Brittany Murphy reacts here is precisely the way that these guys would react if I tried to get them to eat at this diner. Well, there's like a diner slash stationery store. What the fuck is happening there? Barely, barely clear that they serve food. If I had gotten my hands on a gun... At the Waffle House at Reason Con. Yeah, this would have just been a shot for shot remake. Yeah. Uh, you so, might want to move Miranda with a Y who's sitting behind me. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and end this before our pregnant waitress comes over here to take my order. So, Eli doesn't like cops? pregnant people. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so Brittany Murphy picks up a gun and shoots herself in the chest with it because she doesn't want to do this anymore. And it doesn't bother her it doesn't hurt her at all and instead of having like the deadpool superhero moment here she's just like ah fuck and by the way nor does it bother the diner owner even slightly he's like all right quiet down i'll be over in a minute yeah i mean he was pissed off <laughs> enough that he stopped torturing mel gibson for a second to see what was going on <laughs> <laughs> he comes over like starts to reach for the phone and christopher walken's like there's no need for that and he's like you're probably right yeah you're no i get this right. we get teenage girls <laughs> shooting themselves in the chest all the time in this place so why? And, but just real quick, why don't they have human technology in heaven and hell? Why can't they just go get some of it? You would think. You they, would think that the people who had died would be like, hey, you guys want radios? We know how I made those back then. Oh, so, heaven has no technology. Try to sell me less on heaven than a <laughs> heaven where I'm hanging out with my dead grandmother and there's no phones. <laughs> just flipping pocket knives into the earth, playing yes. mumbly peg. Is this all we do here? I hate camping. Oh, don't you worry. Soon we're getting chicken cluckers. <laughs> You're going to love quarter those. Clucker. It's quarter, quarter clucker. It's quarter clucker. I'm going to correct you before. So that is their word. <laughs> so <laughs> quarter clucker. Quarter clucker. Quarter clucker. Otherwise so, known as the Sugar Ray Band. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. That was a great fucking joke. Everybody. So was my Look Ariana up Sugar Grande Ray. Joke. I'm really. I am it's fine. Fired. You're up. I'm angry about it. I feel like we should be reacting nicely to each other's great (laughs) jokes about Sugar Ray. Tell your children not to walk my way. I mean, that was perfect. (laughs) Anyway, I'm with both of you. I both think you suck. Um, so, So now this is the portion of the film where Christopher Walken puts the teen suicide girl on his lap. 
and explains the Bible to Oh, her. my God. Where is the Christopher Walken Bible? Oh, my God. <laughs> Audiobook? Oh. And then Adam was like, oh, why? It was good. <laughs> and it was good. So A lot of good stuff here. It's fantastic. And he begat somebody else. <laughs> he begat somebody else. So, yeah, so Walken tells her all about the Bible and how awesome heaven used to be. And while he's doing his monologue, he's like burning her hand with his hellfire powers to tell her what a badass he is. You know, so she knows yeah. better than to run off. Yeah. And honestly, this would be he's he calls over Brittany Murphy to sit on his lap. It's so weird. Like, it would be less weird if the diner owner also sat on Walken's <laughs> lap on the other side of his lap at the same time. All and right. then he like just took out his dick and it was a trumpet. And like, I don't know, it, it couldn't get weirder. Keep going. Could have got, got better though. Yeah. Exactly. And then it says blow Gabriel blow and something, something. Yeah. No, that's all I need. That's all I need. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brist Brittany Murphy, Christopher Walken, Rusty Trombone. I'm there. Um, all right. So that was just a blow, but I like Rusty, yours better. Rusty, Rusty yours Trumpet. Better. I, I don't know what, how that <laughs> differs, but yeah. All right. They have slide trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Rusty flugelhorn. That's not a slide trumpet, but that's a, a different one. That's not a cornet or a trumpet. Brass jokes from last week. He knew that he was going to get a lot of credit. Yeah. People really like our brass-based humor. Somebody was pretty psyched about the brass-based humor. Pandering. Yes, yes pandering. your mom loved it. My mom Usual. did love it. She says I was. it was very informational. <laughs> so My mom would like to learn a lot about coffee. Yeah, right. <laughs> My mom would like me to turn Christian before it's all over. So you know what? Some people aren't going to get what they fucking want in life. But uh, anyway, so yeah. Meanwhile, back at the church, Val's still bitter. Uh, but Daniel has to get her to Michael so he can protect her. Or not. Spoiler, or not. But at least as far as we know in this movie, that's the plan. But first he has to go get Thomas's crazy shit scrawling book because it tells him how the war is going to end or something. And it sure doesn't. It sure doesn't. No, it doesn't. And they have this whole conversation. They're sitting in the church and they're in different rows for some reason. Yeah. I like I, I wanted to be like, hey, can we sit in the same goddamn row? This is stupid. Why are you no, no, I have to be one behind. <laughs> Stop with your the person who's in the front. Stop. <laughs> I have to be one behind. Just jumping back. Also, he says, Don't worry, you're safe here. He won't kill you for six months, for three months. I mean, she's in her second trimester, but she's not like yeah, Even but birth in the next 10 minutes. Well, at the rate right. this is going, I mean, who the hell knows? But yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, he also he says he, he won't try to kill you in a church. And then like, yeah, two scenes later, he tries to kill her in a church. Um, You guys weren't paying attention to this movie either. Oh, <laughs> I, I was. Trust me. Also, I love at the end of this. Or no, I meant the writers. Um. <laughs> but I love at the end of this, just to give you an idea of what I mean, she turns to him as he's he's about to walk out and go get Thomas's book, and she says, seriously, Daniel, what are my chances? And he's just like, um, yeah, we, we were gonna, like, we thought maybe when you asked that there would be this, like, cool line. That like, uh, vagina-wise? Remember so. C-section? I thought you said yeah. you were gonna get a C-section. <laughs> so. They never recover, you know. It's like now, <laughs> especially not with Nephilim. So, like, like knocking down a door. You know, <laughs> neophytes Boom. Just blast that open. <laughs> got a real Eli strong anti-pregnancy movie going <laughs> in this particular episode, and so, I'm proud of it. So, <laughs> so 
Well, they end in kids, and I'm not a fan of those. <laughs> Gross. Uh, exactly. So, all right. Ugh. So, on his way out, though, Daniel trips the silent alarm at this church. Now, keep in mind, they came into this church through a door, but only on his way out does he set the silent alarm off. And, of course, that comes across to the cops, which comes across to Seawalks' uh, fancy new radio. So, they head off to the church with the alarm going off, uh, uh, Gabriel and Brittany Murphy. Meanwhile, we get this ridiculously useless scene where Daniel shows up to the crime scene where her car is to get the book, but nothing happens. Yeah, he's got Christopher Walken powers, but just like, shh, it's fine. Let me touch the crime scene. Shh, shh, shh. Don't be afraid. He's like saying his don't be afraid catchphrase. And I wanted the cop to be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not afraid. I just would like you to. It's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, look, I found Stephen Avery's keys. <laughs> <laughs> or just no keys. I've just found keys. Thanks. So who are you? Don't worry about it. I found keys. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the church, Seawalks shows up because he responds faster than the cops do, because Brittany Murphy has this stellar knowledge of exactly where every church is in this town, apparently. <laughs> and so she she runs like she hears him coming in and runs apparently to like where the noise is. <laughs> Why does she do that? But, you don't, but then she thinks better of it. She like runs to where the noise is and she's like, wait, not all noises are friends. And starts to <laughs> but it's crazy we're walking. So stupid. It's like checking the Acme Dynamite. Like, don't go right near it. Don't check. You press the plunger. You know it's about fun. I wanted to just dive through a stained glass window and tackle nothing and be like, oh, I swear that worked when he I did smelled it. So- I saw them do this before. <laughs> Walking just oh. standing there laughing at her. <laughs> I am badly cut. <laughs> yeah, so he walks in. She's hiding, but of course he can smell her because he's an angel. Well, he says, I can smell you. I can see you. No, no, you can't. See <laughs> Those are, those are different sense, senses, Christopher but, Walken. It's like it was to spite the director. He's like, I smell you. Cut, cut. But don't, you can't, you said you see her too. It's not. It's just okay. Just, but I do, I do see her. She's right there. the fish, right there, <laughs> so. where her microphone is. <laughs> so he gives this whole like you know why hide Planned Parenthood chargers for this shit speech as he wanders creepily through the church. He even sits down at the organ at one point, has to play a few chords out. I thought they really missed their opportunity to have Christopher Walken just crush on the organ. Just like those old records off the shelf. I would have liked a duet there too. That would have been good, or like a call and response. Like she walks out of a hallway playing the trumpet back to him. Yeah, I wanted him to just go shave and a haircut on the organ. You know, Roger Rabbit bursts out of one of the pipes. Wrong movie. So, of course, while he's doing that, she's quietly grabbing a stabby implement. Don't worry, it's a church. There's plenty. But no, she can't stab him in time because he appears on the other side of her or something and throws her down on the floor. But luckily, the cops in this town, they're not like the cops in the last movie that can't be bothered by pedophiles hanging out in the school. A fucking silent alarm goes off at a church and three cops show up with guns drawn. Was it three? It felt like an army of cops and like a dedicated SWAT team for the silent alarm at the one church in this town. Where are they? Yeah, right. So the church break-in SWAT team arrives and, uh, and also Daniel shows up right then. He's got to come in to save her. 
And Brittany Murphy, in her attempt to escape, hands Christopher Walken the gun, but he doesn't know what guns are, so he's like, no, fellas, wait a minute, and gets shot 85 million times. But the cops see what happens, right? Like, she yeah. runs up to him with a gun, and then he, she hands the gun to him. He clearly doesn't know what it is, and then they all shoot him. Like, well, technically, he's got the gun now. I guess he's the one we're shooting. <laughs> Because she's like a she's like a bad toddler pretending to be a ghost, just like oh, where's the gun going? <laughs> yeah, so you know, I guess the the music ran out. Well, he had it, so the cops shoot him. Um, and as the cops are shooting him eight thousand times, Daniel rushes in under the bullets, snatches <laughs> up uh, Jennifer Beals, and rushes off. Luckily, none of those bullets hit anyone else. Um, but he did drop Thomas's crazy book. And that will falls. not matter. Not really. No, there's nothing that that will tell us later. Um, but yeah, Walken falls presumably dead, but not. And then we cut to the morgue where right. And teenage Heath is checking out Christopher Walken's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like someone in a movie ever, ever who works in a morgue to just do their job and go home. And just be just a regular one human <laughs> morgue worker who isn't like I'm gonna put this guy's ball sack on my head as a bathing cap. (laughs) Do you think as a morgue worker, you're ever watching a movie and you're just like, like, the whole profession is just misrepresented (laughs) in every movie. Yeah. Well, this, this also feels like another moment where it was just walking, hanging out at a morgue. (laughs) Hey, can I take a nap here on your metal table? You want this jacket? I'll give you this jacket. Yeah. This jacket. So, Try it on. Yeah, and of course, at the same time that he's in the morgue getting his jacket stolen, uh, the cops have Izzy, that's uh, Brittany Murphy's character, in custody, and they're asking him what's going on. She's being strangely bitchy about the whole thing. Or honest, depending. She's just like, oh, Well, it's but bitchily honest, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. Like, I guess there's no truth that she could tell that wouldn't come off as bitchy at this point. Right, but he comes in and he shushes the cops. Yeah, and and now he has the crazy book, which they took as evidence. Again, this will not matter. Oh, it did matter, didn't it? Doesn't it? It's going to tie in. No, it's not. No, 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 no. It's it's, it's, yeah. We're going to keep track of who has it for a while in that (laughs) sense. But it won't matter who has it exactly. But but he does say <laughs> loose lips sink ships. So apparently he does know 1940s war propaganda, but not, <laughs> not cars. No. Yeah. Oh. If, if this movie just ended with 20 minutes of walking saying old timey adages, I would have been pretty happy. <laughs> penny saved is a penny earned. Stitch in time saves nine. <laughs> He had, to, he had to do the math. He is the list so, of my favorite races. <laughs> <laughs> that's an old timey adage. We're just old timey on this show. So, yeah, no, that's it. That's it. It's, but it's it's a heritage, not hate. So why? <laughs> <laughs> so now this movie starts to very much play like a rom com between Seawalks and the Suicidal Teen. Yes, it does. Because <laughs> she sort of has that, like you know what, you're pretty cool kind of a moment here. Um, and he says, come on, we're going to Eden. And I'm like, oh, that's in Missouri. I know that one. <laughs> Is there an Eden, Missouri? <laughs> no, it's, okay. the, it's the Mormons where they say that. Oh. <laughs> but then we get there and it looks a little more like East St. Louis. I'm like, that's in Illinois, guys. A lot of people make that mistake. Yeah. yeah Eden's Detroit. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a factory town, apparently, where they produce nothing but smokestacks. <laughs> yep. yeah, that's, the, that's Eden. Steam. 
I thought at first this was the angel factory. You know, they're not born. Maybe God just has a factory where he chugs them out. Just a homeless God hanging out front, yelling at the cops. What happened was, <laughs> my, what happened was I made man and then I drowned him. And then I, I loved him. So I killed myself to myself. Punch, punch, punch. I never made man or did it. I never. I, I wouldn't lie to you. I just now realized how much of your humor is comp space. What's That's your a, favorite TV show? <laughs> gotta say, cops. Gotta say, <laughs> there, there is no show where they directly feed the poor to lions yet. When that comes on, it will be second. So but it's... for now, there's an episode where a little person tries to get out of handcuffs. As hard as he can, he's all messed up, and he's like, "Go!" and he tries so hard. This is your favorite TV show you're describing, okay? And he can't because they're handcuffs, <laughs> and he's on drugs, and the drugs have convinced him. Just look it up. This is Eli. This is Eli in ecstasy. By the way, in case you were curious, yeah. All right, so he falls asleep watching this happen. <laughs> You know, I kind of want to drift off. I like to watch a little person struggling with handcuffs on meth that they can't get out of. Little you know, it's like Scrubs. It's like an early season little Scrubs type of thing handcuffs. for everybody else in the world. Little person struggling with handcuffs. <laughs> so, yeah, so... so You take him. You take him off the He's right there. He's right there. Just a, a white woman with no shoes pointing like a, a triangle point. Her wrist is up. And her fingers pointing at her husband. You, him, right there, officer. Right there. He came in. He scared my dog. He scared my dog. And then everyone gets the shit kicked When are we going to get a cop sponsorship? It's yeah, about right? time. God damn it. Oh, you, you guys are code? listening. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So they, so they walk into the, where Eden is. Now, first, first we got uh, Valerie showing up, right? And we've got just this, basically this factory with angels just perched here and there throughout. Oh, it is perched <laughs> central. And they're like, they're like sullen birds who hate their parents. <laughs> That's pretty much they're like, it. oh, meh, meh. And like, I thought a bunch of them were about to like fly away and just shit on Valerie's head. As they blew over. <laughs> no, uh, they say it's lucky. Oh, getting a bird to shit on your head. Yeah, that's true. Who says that? Eli does. Oh, well, there someone, you go. Someone comforting you after a birthday. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. I so, have heard that, though. So he goes to, like, uh, the Daniel goes to take the girl to see Michael. And Michael's, like, minion or whatever stops him. And he's like, Michael wants to see just the girl. Cuck. So he, <laughs> he takes him off, or he takes her off to go meet up with um, with Michael. And who is Michael. But Eric, I have 51 pending projects on IMDb Roberts. Eric Roberts. Eric ER. Roberts. Love it. Eric Roberts. Y you will remember him from literally everything. <laughs> You'll remember him from getting to have sex with Angelina Jolie. <laughs> that's all. That's that guy. I don't care what movie he was in. He got to have Wait. sex with Angelina Jolie more than zero times. Did he? Who Billy Bob Thornton? You thinking of Billy Bob Thornton? Also Billy Bob Thornton. Did Eric Roberts, was he dating Angelina Jolie? I believe so. Really? Yeah. In Dirty Dancing? Who wouldn't, <laughs> who wouldn't fuck Eric Roberts? I mean, that's not the point I'm making. Obviously, that is a very, very strange, Roberts. 
angle to take on this. Is Eric Roberts is up? I feel up, like it's it, two thirds of this podcast, Sally, huh? I'm just saying it's like, you know, an inappropriate age difference. And that's awkward. <laughs> Do you guys fair? Are you guys also into Slim Jims? Because Eric Roberts <laughs> looks like a Slim Jim in a white toupee. Oh, he's just pure leather. It's the best. <laughs> and it's it's 1998 or 97 when this was being yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. He had no idea where he was, what direction he was <laughs> no. facing. It's the best. And honestly, th- this whole set is so weird. They're in this like fucking apocalyptic factory, like like dystopian paintball area. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if him and Walken rented this place together instead of a trailer. And they were just like, we're going to live in this fucking place. For this right, we, get to, we get to film act three there though. Damn it. And they did. Yeah. So he, she goes off to talk with, with uh, uh, Eric Roberts and, and or Michael, the angel, Michael. And uh, this is also when Seawalks shows up at the factory with Brittany Murphy and I just wrote my notes. God, Jesus, no one has ever pulled off smeared makeup like Britney could. Oh, oh, she's the best. She's amazing. Yeah. And he gets out of the car and he goes, what a dump. And I wanted him to just do Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf with the <laughs> angel behind the gate. Like, what movie is that from? Where the girl. Has the thing. So now next time, if you ever see like a really serious production of Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf and she says, what movie is that from? You have to scream prophecy too. <laughs> I don't care if you're thrown out of the theater. That's your obligation now. There's a prophecy too. <laughs> if that ever happens in my life, I'm going to lose it. It's going to be big trouble. I'm going to just go see those. <laughs> just Hoping. in case. Yeah. So, okay. So, and also there's this bizarrely stupid scene out here <laughs> where she goes prophecy to Prophecy Sorry. <laughs> I hope that happens. <laughs> So, okay, so Brittany <laughs> Murphy, as they're walking up, there's an apple tree that has one apple on it, and she reaches up to eat it, and then Christopher Walken goes, don't eat that, trust me. Zing! <laughs> Bible jokes. Also, tiny moment here, but they've obviously run out of angel names, because when Christopher Walken comes over, he goes, guy Mael, good to see you, <laughs> the old angel... <laughs> Tony, the angel here. Are you the bad guy in the Smurfs? <laughs> also, so uh, so Smurfs. We move over to um, while while he's chatting up the gate angel. We move back to Michael chatting with Val, and they're saying words, but no information is being exchanged here. Literally, I'm not sure I can protect you. I don't know what I can believe. What do you, you want to believe? believe it? No. Then, then don't. don't. What? There you go, 1998. There you go. You were in 1990s. You weren't the 1980s. Yeah, right, right, exactly. We didn't have to. We didn't have to rise that high. Yeah. Okay. So now Michael leaves her to go chat with Gabriel, so we can get some angel shit talk. Yeah. yeah. And the only way this scene could have been better is if Michael had turned out to be played by Al Pacino. But yeah. this is close. <laughs> Eric Roberts. And Christopher Walken facing off about bitchy angel infighting is pretty delicious. <laughs> I feel like they were just arguing about like the factory that they clearly rented together. Like, you kept stealing my drugs and peanut butter. <laughs> it's like a tape line down the middle. <laughs> Give me back my penguin pads. <laughs> Which is a call forward because I'm going to rip out Heath's heart. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Michael threatens Gabe with super hell, I believe, at one point. 
And then Gabe is like, oh, wait a minute. I have a bunch of evil angels in an army flying above me. Were they... Were they just flying around behind him this whole time for like two movies? <laughs> just in case you need to make a point to Eric Roberts. <laughs> just like he turns around, they're all just like sitting there texting, doing like Guys, crosswords. It's, it's high. Shit, sorry, flying in no, circles. No, no, right? No, circles. All right. No. Evil oh, angel. where's that movie? The just <laughs> angels waiting for walking. They could call it waiting for walking. <laughs> Nothing to be done. <laughs> Samuel so, Beckett reference in that. <laughs> yeah. We're highbrow. We're highbrow. Damn. We've all gotten our little boutique jokes <laughs> into this episode. We're getting this one audience member at a time. Poo, poo, poo. <laughs> so, so Michael decides to let Gabriel in on the condition that he makes his angel army stay outside. And you're just then you're like, wait, none of this then makes sense. Yep. I, right. And Christopher Walken acknowledges this. He's like, yeah, but wouldn't that mean that this whole movie led up to like a game of hide and seek? <laughs> and Eric Roberts is like, I cannot feel my lips at all. Yeah. What, what is the plot here? I don't I have know. No, like in the secret Bible prophecy, it said, Hide and seek, winner chooses apocalypse or no apocalypse? Like, well, is, that, is that the plot? Throws themselves off a thing. Well, we'll get to, yeah. No, it's going to get even less Loser. sensible as we go. So, yeah. So, Michael runs over to explain to Daniel that she must now face Gabriel on her own for reasons that make no fucking sense. And Daniel's like, well, but I'm going to rescue her. And he's like, no, you can't do that. And he's like, I'm going to. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't, none of this doesn't really matter. Just go ahead. I don't. Who cares? And Eric Roberts noticed the actor playing Daniel about three lines into this conversation. Like he's clearly talking to nobody at first. Then he's like, oh, shit, you're right there. All right, guys, I'm I talking to you. Hold them those oh, second takes and they took I the blinked and a hole in my face tore open. <laughs> I'm sorry. By the way, Christopher Walken and Daniel meet up to fight now. And the way Christopher Walken addresses Daniel as the honeymooner is <laughs> literally the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> oh, look, it's the honeymooner. <laughs> so, yeah, so like he, he stays back to like hold Gabriel off so she can get away and find a really good hiding place. Um, so uh, Gabriel says, okay, Brittany Murphy, take this giant decorative knife and go kill her. <laughs> go stab Which this pregnant lady with a... Which she bought on with Nana. <laughs> was it a chicken sickle? No, that no. was not a... That's a not scimitar? A, it was more of a scimitar than a chicken sickle. Okay. So yeah, so so Gabe and, and Daniel have their fight and of course, because it's a, it's a good fight, they talk about the meaninglessness of love during it. Yeah. Yeah. Also lots of backhanded punching. And pushing, mm -hmm. more shoving. And very quick. Like, we knew it was going to happen, but it seemed way quick to me. Am I wrong? Did it seem like they cut three minutes out of this fight because he's just like, punch, punch. All right, give me your heart. See you later, kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So the thing is, is that like the final battle in movies has changed so goddamn much over the last 20 years or so that like having what we would normally have settled for back in the day is just like, wow, nothing happened. Yeah. But 90s movie punching, the noises it makes oh. is the I love. It's like it's like a bag of marbles and like wet shit got dropped on the floor. <laughs> but it's just. <laughs> that's how they did it. Yeah. So good. 
So, okay, so now we cut to... So Christopher Walken rips out Daniel's heart. He's dead. His character served very little purpose after the initial fucking. And he wanders up to go find her. And we see Brittany Murphy raising her knife. Oh, no, has she found Val? No, it turns out that she's going to attack Gabe, who is then going to kill her. Because oh, is that what happened? Now... I had no idea. Things going through her chest kill her, unlike the bullet earlier. Well, it's it's cumulative... It's oh, like I the see. gun, it and then you add up, it. I, no, yeah. exactly. She didn't put the. She didn't eat any food in between. So she's <laughs> already low on health. It's a rogue light, so she comes I back see. with all the <laughs> and equipment she had in the last life. I gotcha. No, that makes sense. Now it makes sense. No, yeah, they 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 pay so little attention to consistency on this shit because yeah, now when when he does it, she's dead and gets to be dead now. Who the fuck knows? All right. So then Val shows up out of nowhere and starts hitting him with a board. Then she grabs the knife, tries to stab him and would have got it, would have ended the movie right there. But she pauses to say, fuck you. So they can make sure they get an R rating. Um, and that gives him time to like fight back. When, right. when did movies stop doing the turn-based fighting? <laughs> it was sometime after 98, because this is 98, Yeah, right? it's definitely after 98. This is yeah. very turn-based. Yeah. Was there turn-based fighting in real life, too? Because I feel like <laughs> I might have I nailed it. I might have just been like, oh, use gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we won World War II. Um, so, yeah, so now her and uh, Gabriel are talking, and she has the uh, realization that she's got to live through this because God or something. So she jumps onto a a thing. They're up high now, and there's a thing that hangs. Jumps onto a plot device. Yes. <laughs> it's a weird, like, swinging cage. It's like an American Gladiators event that you yeah, have like dystopian exactly. American Gladiators thing. Yes, they jump onto an American Gladiators test. Yeah, I, I feel like Eric Robertson walking made a pillow fort in this thing and they're just like, <laughs> we're using this. Like, will you guys come down if we like put it in the movie for a second? All okay, right. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but we're taking See the pillows. We're taking the pillows. The third act. See so what we could have? <laughs> We've got access to the Patreon. Run away. <laughs> buy a factory. <laughs> Noah hates to travel. He'll never find us. <laughs> Start our Christian podcast anew. There you go. So, we'll okay. Perch on pipes together. So, in case you didn't get enough of this in the first one, <laughs> sorry, that gave me a great visual for just a second. What, me and Eli perching <laughs> yeah, on trying pipes to together? perch on the two of you trying to just perch on a fucking. That should be a Patreon goal. <laughs> like, if we reach a certain amount, you guys have to try to perch on a fucking pipe. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You get us to the cops Patreon goal and I will throw in the perching for free. <laughs> I'll perch on a pipe and eat a Jim Baker bucket. Oh, Same there time. There you go. There you go. Thanks for reminding everybody that we still owe them that. And oh, wasn't this show? Wasn't <laughs> so, this show? Other show? Nobody yeah, no, none, and none of those listeners no listen to this over. one. So yeah, doesn't count. Uh, zero. Um, also, okay. So in case you didn't get enough of it in the first movie, she is also going to ultimately thwart Christopher Walken's character by talking about how much God doesn't care much for him anymore. Like she remembered the end of Prophecy yes! One. Yes. Oh wait, that priest showed me the VHS tape. I know. <laughs> yeah. So you know, she's like, God still talks to me. He doesn't talk to you. And he's like, Oh, what is he saying? And, he's, and, and she like leans in just as sexy as she can, and she goes, Jump. Oh, it's so attractive. Oh, the voice else and the jumped, lean. Right? Oh my god! I jumped just in. My I, I jumped onto not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I did like, jump. Uh, kind of no. hurt my face. And this is where she does. She. 
She hugs Christopher Walken and then does the trust fall thing. Yep. Just falls backwards off of her cage of American gladiator death. Ugh. But because God's protecting her when they fall, a pole goes right through Christopher Walken's gut and she's fine like she was wearing skis. Yeah, she Call forward. diesel levels of fine. <laughs> yeah. Call forward again. <laughs> so, yeah, but Sea Walks, of course, well, I don't know, that might be a callback. I'm not sure when I'm going to have that edited. It's probably a callback, but it's a callback only to Patriots. So, one way or the other, you're fucked. It might be <laughs> a call like, right now. It might be released exactly. in this moment. <laughs> call through a call to present. <laughs> yeah, whatever that's called. All right, It's so, a call, I guess. It's, it's just, just a call. A call. We're just it's calling a, yeah, now. Exactly. We call. Really? It's not that hard to call, is it, Heath? Both are all right. I well, really the important don't like thing is, is that these jokes all make sense to us. <laughs> all right. So that's right. Now we have we, we of course Seawalks is staked to the fence. <laughs> that was so convoluted, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, it's right. Like, like, like Marvel, we're establishing a cinematic universe. Here's the thing: <laughs> you got to get in. They always say you got a podcast for your first <laughs> listener and the person who's listening to every episode. But I feel like you got to fuck both those people. <laughs> They join you <laughs> 85 episodes down the line. Someone tweeted me the other day. They were like, oh, I'm so happy you're part of the show now. I'm a little behind. I was like, I have literally you have so much to catch up on. <laughs> Don't ever read Twitter. Someone's going to be like, they'll be like, oh, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. They invented their own language. Were you not there yeah, in so, episode no, yeah. 22, <laughs> 75? That would yeah, no, we don't get to get these jokes either. <laughs> What's a new language? Yeah. Twitterese, yeah. All right, so, so yeah, so Christopher Walken is staked through the heart, or straight through the stomach, I guess, because he has to have his heart pulled out yet. Eric Roberts has to show up, and he's like, look, if I'm going to do one of these prophecy movies, I get to pull out a heart, right? And they're like, yeah, no, we can, get, we can do that. But he doesn't. No, he does neck finger pushing instead. And he turns him into a human. A human with a fucking pole through his gut. That's a dead guy. (laughs) (laughs) Sending him to hell again. But yeah, yeah. But that's what happens is he tortures him. Instead of sending him to hell this time, he makes him into a human. Um, And then so now we have to wrap up like what the fuck is going on in this movie to begin with. So Valerie walks up to Michael and she's like, what happens now? And Eric Roberts is like, well, they got walking under contract for three, but they're not going to, they won't be able to afford us. So, so. I don't know, some kind of post credits thing that <laughs> makes them know that there's going to be a third. I guess, yeah, something. Or I'm going to have sex with someone who's like legal to have sex with, but we're all thinking I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> or you mean in the movie? I don't know. Uh, no, you not. have an angel to bear. Yeah, or something. So, yeah, so she wanders off. She also, she grabs the crazy book that Walken had. Now, the she has the gun See? that never got fired. It may have made, nope. Again, still no. made, yeah, like if it had Fuck. just been sitting in her That's fucking That's why I thought it made sense, because it was like sitting on the hood. I thought it was like a big deal. It was no, not No, she started off with it the goddamn matter. book. Yeah, right, right, exactly. So it's come full circle or whatever. So, okay, now we cut to five years later when her kid is 11 and a half. And... Did anyone else notice that this kid turned out real Asian? I mean, real Asian. Like, I know that Daniel, the angel guy, was Asian, but, like, do you feel like when she gave birth, she was like, oh, you know, I was was expecting an angel, but, like, Asian? Yeah, I mean, he was Asian, but not, he was, like, 
late nineties main character in America Asian. So like <laughs> mostly was, white guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so she puts her kid on the bus or whatever, and then there's a stupid thing about having to have faith. And then we cut to Seawalks. Who I was a- really hoping Christopher Walken turned out to be the bus driver. That would have been better. A couple <laughs> times throughout the movie, they go, oh, you, your kid will get on the bus and he'll never come home. And if she had, if as the bus had driven away, it had just turned and it had been Christopher Walken and he'd been like, yeah, baby, Brittany Murphy's just next to him. Oh, Mr. J, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the best ending. That would have been better than what we got. But instead, we got to see Walks as a bum, but he does have a trumpet. An actual trumpet. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. And basically, it's just like, you know, like some people walk by and give him money and they're like, no, he's funny. He thinks he used to be an angel. There's going to be a third one, I think. It'll also be direct to video. (laughs) And that's it. And that's it. The movie ends. An hour and 15 minutes after it began. All right. So I can't help but imagine, as I said, that this movie started off as a two hour flick and the least interesting 40 minutes were excised, which means... There were 40 minutes less interesting than the stuff that we just watched. (laughs) Kind of like the show today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to propose that we wrap up with our guests for the best, worst deleted scenes from the movie. Not this this week's episode. I'm not asking you to predict what I'm cutting out of Eli's jokes. But what were the best, worst deleted scenes that we're pretty sure were in there at first? Oh, I'm going to say walk in open mouth kissing a giant fetus. Uh, I'm going to go with Brittany Murphy signing Christopher walking up for Facebook. All right. The years don't quite match up, but that would have been. I don't want to use that profile picture. How do I. You can change it. You can change it later. How do I friend your daughter? Are we friends now? I want to write on her wall. Hey, give me your angel baby. Love grandpa. Have you seen Cops? Best <laughs> show ever. And I like Donald Trump. <laughs> and well, that's going to do it for our review of The Prophecy 2. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to do this part of the show, even though it's kind of obvious what we're watching next. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck? The Prophecy 3. Oh, should we keep watching these? The last Is this a good idea? Of the walk-in. As All right, can we, we should at least there... watch the last walk-in one. Yeah. Right. We can renegotiate they're the last walking one, but I feel okay. like we're probably going to watch all of them. Well, four and five, uh, I believe, were we? like released the same year, and what I'm like an hour and six minutes long or can something. We not? Yeah, well, I we'll don't do know. them both at the same time. Uh, is an episode of Cops? I don't know. No, Patreon. Can we do none of that? Like, none of that is going to happen. We'll yeah. watch Cops. Um, but I want to point out episode. that, like this movie, the third, <laughs> the third one in this uh, trilogy, actually takes a step down from like Jennifer Beals and Danzig. Like there were literally no other recognizable names in the cast for this third one. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be back to our bread and butter, I do believe. So with bread and butter to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 93 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that helped make the show go. If you'd like to get yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an extended ad-free edition of every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, The Skeptocrat, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast 
podcasts were provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme music was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club Close. Brittany Murphy spent the next decade plus as a very successful actress. The obstetricians still tell stories about the light and trumpet noises that came out of Jennifer Beale's vag. Great. <laughs> Davis. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Call back. All right, now the I throw up a rainbow. I can't, so it's not sad. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's sad when they throw up a rainbow. See, that is that's their commercial right there. That's an advertisement the for, Irish. for Lucky Charms right there. <laughs> the all Irish right. throw up rainbows all the time. So, Morgan, now that you've got the image of you and a little papoose um, on Eli's oh, for the belly. first time ever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will uh, we will close that record out. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.